Welcome to Face the Climb podcast with your host, me, Jen Camille. I'm a strength coach for climbers and outdoor athletes and founder and owner of the online training business, Face the Climb. This podcast is an extension of that business, and we dive into topics all about strength training, lifting, the benefits of lifting for your climbing and your outdoor athlete pursuits. But we also dive into why lifting is so beneficial and why you should be adding strength training into your life because it's not just a phase, it is a lifestyle and the benefits go far beyond just improving your performance. If you're looking to find more information, you can check out the blog on facetheclimb.com backslash blog. And you can also give me a follow on Instagram at face the climb. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, 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 face the climb podcast listeners. Welcome to episode 40. Oh man, doing podcast every week. We really, really rack up the numbers in which podcast episode we're at very quickly. <laughs> Feel like we were just at episode 30, but no, we are now at episode 40. Oh, so quick, which I mean, makes sense when you're releasing a podcast every week you're gonna have more podcast episodes out there in the world. But still, it's crazy to think that already episode 40, this is gonna be a good one. We're going to be diving in all about the deload week, what it is, why it's important, and also, while you're training, why this could actually be mentally a struggle for you. And if you are on my email list, I kinda talked about the mental roller coasters of what can happen during training and one of those is the deload week. Oh man, I go into my own story and everything, but this is really important. And even if you are not training, it is important to still throw in a deload week for yourself and you will understand why, hopefully by the end of this episode. And if you are returning, welcome back. I hope that you have been enjoying it, especially if you are returning and you continue to listen. I hope that you've been enjoying this podcast. And if it is your first episode, welcome. I hope you're able to take some climbing gems out of this episode and apply it right away into your climbing. And of course, as always, If you have been enjoying the podcast, please rate it on Spotify, leave a review on iTunes, rate it on iTunes, and share it with more climbers. Spread the word, especially if you know climbers that are in that beginner intermediate range and you think that this would help them. Please share, share, share. This is, I'm putting this information out there in the world to help climbers. And, you know, I can only reach so many people, but word of mouth is huge and spreading the word through all of you would be so appreciated. I thank you so much. It is always greatly appreciated. And letting you all know, this episode is being released Wednesday, let me look at the calendar, Wednesday, November 16th. So that means five days, in five days, I will open up CART to the self-supported eight-week training plan. Oh, I'm so excited. And it will only be offered for a week. So it will be offered from November 21st through November 28th. And, you know, I say quotation marks with the self-supported because you will still get a 30-minute onboarding Zoom call. You get onboarding forms. You get the eight-week training plan, access to the Face the Climb training manual during your duration of training, You get pre-post climbing assessments, and you also, if questions do arise about your program, you can shoot me a DM on 
Instagram, face climber, shoot me an email when questions do arise. And if you've never trained before, this is still a great option for you because I am so thorough and detailed in writing my training plans and we will go through, you know, how to read it and everything on that onboarding 30 minute Zoom call. And the best part is you can purchase and use later. I know the holidays are coming up. And if you're like, I don't have time yet, but I do really want to train and hop on this amazing offer because it, it, I don't see myself offering this in the foreseeable future. And you're like, oh man, this is an amazing offer. I want to train. I want you as my coach. You can buy now and use later as long as you start before April 30th, 2023. So you have a lot of time before you can like start this and use it. It is an amazing deal and uh, I'm so excited to get it off out there into the world for you. If you have any questions, seriously, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Face the Climb. This is great for climbers that have been, you know, starting off at least climbing for like six months and you don't have to train before, you know, this is still going to be great for climbers that have never trained before their first instance with climbing training, or if you have trained before, you know, if you've got goals, looking to climb harder grades, working towards a certain project, just wanting to feel stronger and more confident on the climbing wall, you want to get ready for lead climbing come next spring, you have a certain project in mind, this is great for that. Uh, I'm so excited to offer that. Y'all also mark the calendars. It is only, oh, kind of hiccup there. <laughs> it is only going to be offered through Monday, November 28th. So you want to grab your spot and there will be limited spots. So definitely mark the calendar. So excited to give that to all of you. And, you know, if you're thinking, you know, maybe I want to learn more about climbing movement, climbing skills, I will also be having an amazing bundle of the four self-paced climbing movement courses. That is intro to footwork, intro to technique, intro to dynamic climbing, intention for climbing. They're jam-packed with information, video lessons, PDFs of climbing drills that you can do. And if you are like, I wonder what that would be like, like learning climbing movement through an online course, go down into the show notes right now and grab your free video lesson of Todig's, an amazing footwork technique that is straight from the intro to footwork course and the intro to dynamic course. And it helps you with lock-offs, reaching holes that you thought were too far away, building tension on the wall. It is an amazing movement and really unlocks a lot of climbing for climbers that go through this little video lessons. And I say little, but it's 26 minute long. It is jam packed and gives you a taste of what it would be like. And you can go grab that now by going down in the show notes. But like I mentioned, it's going to be an amazing steal. It's all four courses bundled together at 40% off, 40% off. This is huge. Again, both of these will only be available Monday, 11-21 through 11-28. Okay, so mark your calendars. I am so excited to give this out to the world. I already hear people, you know, that are excited for both of these and are really looking forward to hop on them. So yeah, mark your calendars. And of course, we need to go into favorite crack snack and coffee. So favorite crack snack. This person said jerky. You know, I love jerky as well, especially turkey jerky. I'm not as big about the beef jerky. I'll eat the beef jerky, but I do love turkey jerky so much. And I agree. Jerky is an amazing crack snack. You know, it's protein. Love the protein. So then I don't, you know, I love my sugar because it's like quick glucose, get my energy levels up. 
But pro- these tr- – <laughs> I don't know why I can't speak right now. I did just have a cookie butter donut um, – Cookie butter Dunkin' Donuts coffee that is new for the holiday season. Highly recommend it. It is delicious. That's probably why I'm tripping over my own words as I say this. But no, jerky is amazing if I'm at the crag and I don't want to pack like a sandwich or a meal. Jerky with some cheese. Mmm. Hits the spot for like a nice lunch. I definitely bring a lot of jerky when I'm out on my guiding days as well. But I am with you. Jerky for the win. And this person said that they aren't a fan of coffee, but they love energy drinks. I feel you. I feel you. I do love a good energy drink. Red Bull for the win. I do know a lot of people that love Monster and Bang. So I have never had a Bang energy drink. We sell them at the gym I work at, and people get them all the time. Just like, yo, that shit looks crazy. I love caffeine, but that shit looks crazy. (laughs) I love myself a good Red Bull, though. So energy drinks, yeah, 100%. But like I mentioned, if you like coffee, I just had a Dunkin' Donuts cookie butter cold brew, and it is so good. It is, I'm guessing, their winter, Christmas, holiday season. That was a fast transition. You know, I, November 1st hit and all the coffee shops were like, it is Christmas time, you know? And I'm just like, oh boy, goodbye pumpkin. That lasted not too long, sadly. But what? Uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I actually have pumpkin spice extract and I'll put that in my own cold foam when I make some cold foam. So I still get that pumpkin cream cold brew at home, luckily. Uh, love it so much. Love all the festive, you know, drinks. I did get as well a Starbucks peppermint mocha cold foam nitro cold brew. That was really hard to say the other day delicious. But yeah, I guess we are here. Uh, Even though it's still very warm out here in the Northeast, it doesn't feel like it's getting to Christmas time. You know, we still got Thanksgiving, y'all. We still got some more holidays. We still got some more months. But yeah, cookie butter, cold foam, cold brew. I hope I said that right (laughs) from Dunkin' Donuts. Absolutely delicious. Let's dive into this week's topic, though. The deload week. So let's start off with what exactly is a deload. It is ex- it's what it sounds like. So, a deload week is when you reduce the amount or intensity of work that you've been doing. You know, so it's a recovery period. And why do we need that in a program? So, rest is very important, and the way that I learned it, and hopefully, you know, this paints a better picture for you of how to think about deload weeks, why they are important, why rest in general is important, is think about it as you have a cup, right? Let's go red solo cup. Let's bring it back to the good old high school, college party days. We have a red solo cup. Inside that red solo cup is water. The water is how much work you are able to do, right? So we have it, a normal size red solo cup, and we have it filled up. Well, when you are working out, when you are training, you are going to use that water. You are going to take that water out of this red solo cup right? Because that's the work that you are able to do. So when you do do work, when you do do training, it takes out water. 
So our water is getting lower. With that as well, when we are training, when we are doing work, when we're climbing, we take out water, but we also can kind of make our cup bigger, okay? And we are slowly making our cup bigger and we're taking water out. So the level of our water, of our work, is getting lower and lower, And we are taking a little break from this episode to let you all know if you have been enjoying Face the Climb podcast, if you've been able to take little climbing gems out of these episodes and start implementing into your climbing and see an improvement in your climbing, if you have found that this podcast has helped you look at climbing in a different lens and also go about your climbing differently and just help you understand that yes, what you are going through is valid in your climbing, no matter what grade that you are climbing at. And if you've been feeling those things, enjoying this podcast, and are looking for a way to support, you can do so by going down into the show notes and clicking on the buy me a cup of coffee link. That is buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb. Again, that is buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb. If you are looking for a way to do a reoccurring support for this podcast, then you can also choose that option by going down into the show notes and choosing the Buzzsprout subscriptions. Uh, Absolutely appreciate your support so much and cannot thank you all enough. Seriously, that is, again, two separate ways that you can support this podcast. The first is by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb and or doing the Buzzsprout subscriptions. You can find both of those down in the show notes. And again, I cannot thank you all enough for the sport. I absolutely love podcasting. Now we'll get back to the rest of the episode. Well, a deload week, resting, recovery periods, fill that water back up. (laughs) We're able to get the water back up. And like I mentioned, as we're taking the water out, it's also making the cup bigger. So now we're going to kind of go into like, you know, maybe it's a river. (laughs) We could go with a river. You know, rivers kind of push away at the banks, making the river wider and wider. And a rain comes through. Oh my God, I'm making up a new analogy. We're going to start over because maybe it makes more sense. And I'll be super quick. I'll be super quick. I, I it just went off like a light bulb. So we are a river. Our work, the amount of work that we can do is the water in the river. And as we do work, we are lowering that amount of water, but the water is also still like making the river larger like it normally would. Because rivers do push away at banks of the land and make them wider over time. And so when we're taking, when we're doing the work, we're lowering the river and we're making it wider. Okay. So you can see we can only do that for so long before, fuck, there's no more water left. How are we supposed to do this? Right? How are we, if we have no more water, we're fucked. Where the river is fucked, it's dead. Okay. Or would we die? No. But the 
analogy is like there's no more water you start the river starts drying up and everything that's kind of the same as overuse injuries of burnout of you no longer see a a positive effect from your training you no longer see gains right you no longer see a improvement in your climbing you see a plateau the rest the deload week you could see as being a huge ass rainfall Okay, so the rain comes through and it fills that water back up and it fills the water back up to how wide the river has been made. And that's essentially what a deload week is. So a deload week allows you to recover, to be able to now, you know, going back to the river analogy, the river is now able to flow with even more water because that made the river wider maybe made it a little bit deeper too. And now we can fit more water in there. So a deload week is the same idea. The deload week is now able, you know, the recovery, it's able to fill you back up and now you're able to do work and more work of it. You just built up your work capacity. So you're able to do more work because we have made our river wider and we made it deeper and we refilled it to its fullest. And I really hope that helps you understand more of why a deload week, recovery week, is important without going into the nitty gritty of a, you know, the physiology of it all. And it's a great analogy. I'm super psyched that I just, you know, thought of that. You know, the cup the cup one makes sense too, except I don't know how we're making our cup bigger. The river makes more sense because rivers actually do make themselves bigger as they cut through and everything on the bends and make them wider. So that's the point of a deload recovery week. And you can also see why, not even in training, why taking a recovery week or a deload week, and I'm using those interchangeably because they can be called the same, why that's important even if you aren't training. If you're going like hard, 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 you are lowering that river, man. You are lowering that river, you're making it wider, and you're not You know, you're not letting the rain come down. You're not filling the cup back up. You're not filling the river back up, even if you aren't training, okay? And that's why in your normal climbing, you are hitting plateaus most likely. A big reason why you hit plateaus, this is a big reason why overuse injuries happen, is because you're not replenishing. You are not getting back what you are putting out. And this goes for training as well. Okay, so that is the importance of a deload week, a recovery week. So what could a deload week look like in training? A deload week, you know, you still want to do things. You don't want to just stop. It's good to still continue to move the body. And a lot of times in training with the deload week, it can look like a reduction in the volume a reduction, so the amount of things that you are doing, a reduction in the intensity, so the level at which you are doing the said exercises or climbing drills. Um, It could look like, what else could it look like? It could look like a difference in what you are actually doing. So, you know, maybe you were doing... Boulder sprints, you know what, instead you're going to switch that out with just some climbing, some projecting at lower grades, 
you know, so you could switch out the exercises that you are doing. But a lot of times it is a decrease in the volume and or a decrease in the intensity. Okay. Um, and with that, you know, for example, as well for me, when I was training, we were doing deadlifts. I was deadlifting and I was doing like three by three at 90% for my deload week. I did three by three or three by five at 60%. So I'm still doing the thing, except I'm doing it at a way lower intensity of what I was doing. Now, how often should you throw a deload week in? This truthfully ranges from person to person. I am someone, you know, I have, I've mentioned this before, I have hypothyroidism. I (laughs) am always exhausted. I fatigue out very quickly. I personally do a deload week like every four weeks because that is the best that I have found to work for my body. If I go longer, oh man, it is bad. I start feeling the effects. I am so fatigued out day to day. I feel a huge decrease in my performance. And I also get fucking cranky as shit. (laughs) I get cranky as fuck. And I, I have end up seeing like overuse injuries because of that. Now, is that something, you know, the four week period, is that something every climber, like every climber out there needs? No. Some people can go eight weeks and then get a deload week. You can also kind of set it up. You know, I haven't really gone into this, but there's different cycles, you know, of there's, you could go through a hypertrophy and then a basic strength and then a strength and then a power phase. Or if you are... Preparing for competitions, you know, you have your preparatory phase, your peak phase, and throwing in deload weeks within that based on when you are competing and so forth, or, you know, not competing, maybe you are preparing for the outdoor climbing season. You have a prep, why the fuck can't I say that word? Preparatory phase, and then a peak phase, and then performance phase, and throwing in deloads within that Um, so it really all depends on what you're aiming for, what your goals are, and then also dependent on you, the person. And sometimes it takes some trial and error to figure out where you need your deload weeks. It's also something, you know, if you work with a coach, it's very important to let them know like, hey, this week felt like extra hard that that's a sign that you probably need a deload week and let them know so then they're able to adjust your training program and throw that in when you need it and adjust accordingly because there's the science behind it all, right? There will always be a science behind writing training programs. Yet every single person is different and every single person also has different stresses outside of their training Because that will also influence when you may need a deload week or recovery week because the body does not see stress as like, oh, this is like climbing stress. This is work stress. This is family stress. This is other financial stress. The body can't differentiate between that 
when it comes to stress. So it can see it all as the same and it can see it. And that will also influence, you know, taking water out of your cup, out of your river, taking water out of your river. And science doesn't account for that, right? Science doesn't account for the human behavior when it comes to physiological science and training science. It doesn't really take into account human behavior so that, you know, we can have the best training plan (laughs) written out, like, to a T, deload weeks here, this is the preparatory phase, this is the uh, peak phase, this is the performance phase, but that can be great and all, but it may not align with the actual person and what's going on in their life. So figuring out when a deload week is necessary really depends on the person. Sometimes a lot of trial and error. You know, I tried different deload weeks. Like I tried after eight weeks. I tried six weeks. I found out, you know, having a deload week every on the fourth or the fifth week of my training is great. Having pretty much my rule of thumb is like, I got to have a deload week once a month. Now, is that a lot? That's a lot compared to a lot of people. But, you know, I have work stress. I have an autoimmune disease. I have these different variable factors influencing it. A lot of times when I program for athletes, you know, let's say it's an eight-week training period, I'll throw in the deload week around week five or week six. Um, And, you know, sometimes climbers come back to me and are like, yo, that week felt extra hard at week four. I'm like, okay, yeah definitely deload week next week, you know, so definitely having that open communication. And that's definitely something that with the self-supported eight week training plan that you are able to do and like, be like, yo, that week felt extra hard. I think I need a deload week. (laughs) We can adjust for that. That is, you know, I want to set you up for success. And that's why I have the quotation marks self-supported, of course. But yeah, the deload week is important, and I just talked about training, but this is something that you should consider and look at in terms if you are not training and you're just climbing. If you are always going to the climbing gym, warming up, and then trying to project the whole time, every single time that you go into the gym, you're gonna hit a plateau. You're gonna hit this wall, you're going to start feeling fatigued, you might start feeling aches and pains, and you'll probably start getting overuse injuries because, like I mentioned, you just keep making the river wider and using up all the water and you're going to dry out, right? And that's when you hit that plateau. That's when you start seeing overuse injuries. That's when you start getting frustrated, you get cranky and so forth. So don't forget to throw in like a recovery or deload week if you're just climbing. So what could that look like? That could look like you still going into climb, but maybe you just have a session where you're just, you know, climbing on climbs that you know you can send. You're you're keeping the volume down low. So if you spend like two hours in the climbing gym, maybe you just spend an hour in the climbing gym and you take down the intensity. You don't do all of the projecting that you normally do. Okay, so things to consider, and that could definitely help and benefit you. (laughs) And I say could, but yes, if you haven't ever thrown that in before into your climbing, like a recovery deload week, it will definitely help you, (laughs) okay? And going into that, you know, the mental aspect, I kind of mentioned this in my email, with this is you feel like you aren't doing enough. You feel like you, how... 
if you've never done this before, and I mentioned in my email, like, I still go through that mental fuck of a deload be- being like, how this is not 100%, this is not how much work I can actually do, how is this actually helping me? And I'm having a whole podcast on the benefits of it, but I still have the mental fuck of it sometimes, right? And because we <laughs> are conditioned to think the only way that we can improve our performance is by continually trying hard to continually pushing ourselves. Well, that's a lie. We need our fucking deload weeks. We need our rest. We need our recovery. We need to fill that river back up, right? And that's one of the biggest challenges sometimes with the deload week is the mental aspect of it and thinking, I'm not doing enough. How is this serving me? And it's battling that you know, conditioning that thought process that is in so many of us, like, I need to be going, going, going 100% all the time to improve my climbing, to reach success in my climbing, when that's not the case at all. And that's definitely one of the hardest troubles and problems with the deload week when climbers first start doing them, implementing them, or if they start training and then they see a week where they're, like, not doing as much And it's kind of, they see it as like, this is a throwaway. Like, what's the purpose of this? What's the point? I feel like I'm not doing anything. I feel like I'm not working towards my goals. I feel like this isn't helpful. When in reality, your body needs it. And that is very hard for climbers. So hopefully, you know, listening to this podcast episode and understanding the purpose and the importance of it for the deload week, the recovery week, Hopefully that helps. So then you're able to stop yourself and be like, oh, no, no, this is necessary. My body needs this. My body needs this. And, you know, coming back from a deload week, you usually feel stronger. And the reason for that, it's called supercompensation. And what supercompensation is that this concept of like from deloading, from the recovery week, from rest, you come back even stronger, right? So, Super conversation. It'd be imagining that after that deload recovery period, your river is now overflowing. <laughs> okay, that's like the way to think about it. Does super compensation happen from after like one workout? No, you have to have a couple workouts, and that's why I'm talking about you know training. And you reach this point. Maybe it's for we'll use me as an example. Three weeks, and then I have a deload recovery week. I come back feeling even stronger because of this concept of supercompensation. I have now replenished my river and we had a huge rainfall of recovery and my river is now overflowing. So that would that's kind of what we're aiming for as well with these deload and recovery weeks. And you know, I really hope that this river analogy helps you see how this all works and better visualize it of the importance of a deload week, right? We don't want our river to run dry. We don't want a drought. We want heavy rainfalls every so couple weeks, you know, and overflow that river so that we're and building up that river even wider so then we're able to perform at a higher level. We have more work capacity. We are stronger. And of course, you know, Being stronger, increasing our work capacity makes us more confident climbers, which obviously will make us better climbers on the wall too, because we will feel good about ourselves and our climbing. But yeah, deload weeks are 
So important. And I understand that it's a mental struggle and it can be very challenging, especially if you have been someone that's like constantly go, 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 constantly balls to the wall, try hard all the time. This is going to feel weird. It's going to feel weird to take a deload recovery week and it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel like probably antsy and be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'll get like that sometimes too. I'm like, oh my God, I have all this energy, you know, by the end of the week, which is a good thing. You'll probably feel like suddenly you have all this energy. That means that you are actually the deload recovery week is doing its job. It's creating, you know, more room. It's filling up our cup again. It's filling up our river again. So then we can go do more work and we can go do more work at a higher intensity, at more volume, and slowly progress. It's part of the whole overload progression to make us better climbers, to help us improve our performance in climbing and on the wall. And it's part, it's, it's, it's necessary. It's a necessary part of us improving in our climbing. And it will feel, it will feel weird. If you've never taken one, it will feel weird And, you know, I mentioned I still have a mindfuck with it sometimes, but it is so necessary. And hopefully, you know, if you do try to do this in your own climbing and implement it, you see an improvement afterwards. And some and I will say, so this is also something I want to note. Sometimes you won't and sometimes you won't because you've been going, going, going so for so long That one week won't be enough. And that is something you also need to recognize and something that people really struggle with is you could even feel more tired. And the reason for that is your body's finally being like, oh, fuck, we can finally start refilling this river. And it doesn't come down as a downpour. It may come down as a sprinkle. And, you know, sprinkle takes a little bit longer to refill the river than a downfall because you've just been going for so long, so hard at 100%. You know, sometimes people, they reach a point where they get like overuse injuries, they feel aches and pains, they feel so depleted because they've been going, 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 and no deload recovery weeks, and then they take like a month off. And they come back and there's like a period, a transition period of like learning the climbing movement again, feeling what it feels like to climb on rock again, climb on indoor climbing walls again. And then they just hit this like, boom, this like moment of like, it clicks the climbing movement and everything, but now they're even climbing stronger. And that's because they needed that long of like a recovery, a deload. And, you know, that's something to recognize as well. A week may not be all that you need. Okay, just to take that into consideration, because, you know, I mentioned, you know, you'll probably see an improvement in your climbing if you take a week off, like a deload recovery, not a full week off, but a recovery week or a deload week. It might not be enough. Do recognize that depending on where you're at in your climbing and how hard you've been going, going, going. But yeah, I really hope that this episode gives a really good analogy and helps you visualize and understand the importance of a deload week in training and the importance in your own climbing if you're not training. And like I mentioned, if you are interested at all in training, I definitely, definitely recommend you hop on the offer that I'll be offering. It is a huge, huge steal. Like, 
such a steal. I can't, oh my God, I'm so excited for it. It's coming this Monday. Mark your calendars, November 21st, that self-supported, quotation marks, eight-week training plan, seriously. And remember, you can buy it now and use it anytime as long as you start before April 30th, 2023. And if training's not like, you're not vibing with training yet, it's totally fine. I will have the bundle of the four self-paced climbing movement courses on sale for 40%. Another huge fucking steal. Like, I can't, it's such a steal. I'm so excited to offer this all to you and hopefully, you know, you hop on them. Seriously, you should definitely hop on them there. I'm so excited for them. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. But yeah, mark your calendars November 21st. And yeah, everyone think about those deload recovery weeks. Seriously. Okay. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening to another Face the Climb podcast episode. It has been a pleasure having you here. And if you're looking for more ways to dive into lifting and strength training, definitely go check out the free lifting guide, which you can find down in the show notes and or on my website, www.facetheclimb.com. This is the guide to set yourself up for success in the weight room and doing it with confidence. We dive into how to build up strength. We dive into auto-regulation, sets and reps, progressive overload to help you build that strength through educational videos. But then we also dive into how a bunch of how to do exercise videos like deadlifts, rows, bench press for barbells and dumbbells. This is guide is jam packed with information and an amazing resource if you're looking to get into lifting. And of course, make sure you go and follow me on Instagram at face the climb. I would love to see you there and have conversations. All right. Have a good rest of your day, y'all.